bum, 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 And welcome to episode 109 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG Fan Music Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Salvato, and with me today are three people that are real characters. Obviously, I thought of that pun on the spot. I'm really sorry. We probably should cut that out. Anyway, uh, Greg, hello. You're here. Hi, yes, I'm here. I am because I am a real character, uh, not an NPC. I am real player made. And uh, my theme song would be upbeat and optimistic, I think. I can see that. Uh, also with us today, Geo is here. Hey, fun fact, my middle name is Greg. So you could say I am Greg. So, oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> and if okay. I, my, my theme song would be happy with a hint of menace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I can definitely see that for you. Uh, I didn't know we were doing this, so uh, Audra, I, I hope you uh, you have an idea of your own theme song today. Oh, yes. Um, mine would be quirky, I think. Okay. Upbeat and quirky. I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. that for you, too. Okay. I hadn't thought about mine. What would mine be? Someone tell me. I'm very curious to see how everyone sees me in this sense. I feel like yours would be, like, cheerful and stately. <laughs> Kind of like the theme of Prontera or something from like Ragnarok Online. Okay, I'll accept cheerful and stately. I could say that. Okay. And that was the last episode Greg was ever on. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to tell you until we were done here today, but here we are. Um, anyway, yes. So, as I'm sure you figured out by now, by the title of the episode and this introduction, we are talking about character themes today. Um, we actually did this topic a long time ago. Uh, we did it in twenty late twenty fourteen, so it's been quite a long time since the first character theme. Oh episode. wow, yeah! Hot I man. can't believe we haven't done it again since then. Um, but you know, it <laughs> turns out they keep making games. So uh, every year since twenty fourteen, there have been more RPGs and therefore more characters and more character themes. So we uh, <laughs> that can't be right. No, a whole octopath out of them. In, in fact, right and beyond. <laughs> I know some games have as many as eight characters in them now. So, yeah, we thought it was a good time to revisit it. So uh, here we are today. Yeah, I believe your actual message on, or like, I think there's a note on this uh, episode card that's been in waiting of you being like, I had 10 more to go over. So clearly we need to have another episode. Yeah, I made a playlist years and years ago and I still have it. waiting. (laughs) Um, Although neither song today is on that playlist. I I had Wild Arms and (laughs) I had Final Fantasy Fantasy X, but I couldn't do it because of you and some other ones, but that's okay. Spoilers, I robbed you. Yeah, so it's been a long time since the last character theme episode, but most of us were not on that first episode, so this is pretty much new for most of of you. Well, everyone but me. Um, So what what drew you all to, to this episode? Like, did you have like characters in mind ahead of time or did you just like the idea of character themes or, you know, my usual question of why are you here? Well, I just really like characters and I love theme songs. So I figured it was a natural fit. 
Yeah. For me, it's mostly the same. Like I, I just know there are so many character themes. I knew I could bring something to the episode. And yes, I know some of my favorite songs and games are character themes. So yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, it was very much the second one where it just sounded like a really fun topic and. I do like a lot of character themes from games and the the life it brings to that character and what it says about a character. So it was just a fun idea to explore with everybody and see where everyone kind of like lands and uh, see if people can um, broaden my basic bitch uh, gaming library and character uh, knowledge. (laughs) I'm not sure that's exactly true. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've played... uh, I mean, I do know like a decent amount of like games and music and stuff, but I haven't played as many RPGs like all the way through as I would like, and not a lot of them with like specific character themes. So I was realizing as I was going through this, I was like, I mostly just know a lot of Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger characters, and then some other games I love just don't have character themes. So I was like, oh gosh, this is a struggle. And so I was very excited to see some of the other series that I haven't had a chance to play that people have drawn from, and I've already there's a few surprises in here that I'm like, oh nice. So I'm excited to talk to us everybody about them it it is sort of an interesting one because you know i was going through you know my games and my albums and stuff and there there's actually a fair amount of rpgs where characters don't have their own themes Um, yeah like i'm sitting there i'm like i i know i could think easily of a bunch of characters that i adore and love but like not a lot of them don't actually have their own theme song so it was kind of interesting trying to figure out where that intersected and which ones did have their own themes yeah that's right yeah actually um the, I, I mean, Greg's right. The first games that I think about when it comes to character themes are like um, Final Fantasy because that's that's what Uematsu likes to do. He likes to give everyone their own like little theme, little yeah. motif. Yeah, yeah. yeah. motif. <laughs> but we also have so many of them in the in the in the list, so it's like we need to broaden our horizons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also thought of Final Fantasy first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I if I didn't want to like, if I wasn't always trying to like go outside of my usual comfort zone, I would be like, well, let's just do, let's just do an episode that's just character themes, just from Final Fantasy VI, because there's a, there's enough there that you can do a whole <laughs> two episodes about that, just that. <laughs> exactly. There is no Final Fantasy VI today, but uh, I like our lineup. So, what um, say we get into it? Yeah. So once again, as much as I try to like completely vary the track list, we end, I end up pairing us off again, which has just been a thing the last few months in the show. Not every time, but it just happened again where Gio and Audra, like I paired all of you, your songs together and you and I, Greg, are all back to back in the middle here. All right. But uh, I think it works. I, I like it. It was interesting. Uh, and not to like spoil anything that's going to happen in this episode, but I was putting the track list together and I'm like, you know, Geo and Audra kind of pick songs that really go together. And uh, with one exception, Greg, all four of ours actually kind of have a similar vibe, too. So it just kind of <laughs> pair them off that way. We're vibing. We are. So, all right. Uh, let's let's get started. Uh, Geo, actually, you have our first short little track today. So what are we starting with? I'm bringing uh, Spamton from Deltarune Chapter 2. I think a- anyone who plays that game knows who Spamton is. And, yeah, <laughs> it's very distinct. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah, I'm excited to talk yeah. about this one. Yeah. Okay, and then Audra, what's your first song today? My first song is Sarah from Dragon Age Inquisition, one of the bard songs. All right, cool. Let us go listen to Spamton and Sarah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so、um, I mean, it's a short theme, and I actually would kind of recommend that you visit like、um, the battle versions of his theme if you wanna, or if you wanna like really get into like all the crazy stuff that Toby Fox does with this song. But yeah, it's a it's a weird song, isn't it? Like it's a it's very sample heavy. I think it samples like this old commercial from. The '90s of, of like soda,、uh, it's got like a big shot soda or something, and uh, and uh, and I don't know. It's just so addictive to listen to.、It. I don't know. I ever since it came out, I've been listening to it, and it's been、um, it's just been it, there's so much to it. There's so many little layers, and it, the way it kind of、um, it's so essential to the character. I think of Spamton. Because like there's no like there's no like voice dialogue in the game, but I'm pretty sure this is like what he's meant to sound like, like the little samples. Like yeah, from my secondhand knowledge of seeing、uh, my daughter Gwen play through chapter one,、uh, like bits and pieces of it, that that seems fitting. Like as soon as I heard those little bits and those like random samples, I was like, oh, it's that. Okay, I see that. That makes sense. <laughs> I really like the use of sampling and. Techno in this track. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a sample. I thought it was like an original sample, if anything. No, it's it's fun. It's it's funky. I, I obviously I、yeah. wish it was longer, just because I enjoy the the funky freshness of it. But、uh, at the same time,、uh, I always I, major credit to Toby Fox for being able to like do this much with forty seconds of music、um, <laughs> that we can even sit here and talk about it for as long as we have so far. Has Mulaka done anything with this yet? Speaking of funky, this, this seems like he could really make a meal out of a, a, re- a know, an arrangement. <laughs> Be a lot of fun. I've actually, I, I'm careful not to look up anything.、Uh, please don't tell anyone, but I haven't played Delta Rune yet. Because when it came out, I was like, you know, I would do that, but then I just want to play Chapter Two, and now there's two chapters out of, I guess, five. So I, know, I just I haven't jumped into it yet, and I, I guess I should at this point because who knows when they're going to be done with it. Well, exactly. It's it's、uh, kind of anybody's game, and you don't want to get lost、uh, in the pining for the next episode when it's like possibly on a Game of Thrones、um, kind of release window, <laughs> books wise, not the episodes.、Book. It's just like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, will we ever get the finale? Maybe I don't know. Or will Refactor Chapter、uh, Delta Rune Chapter Five be you know? A 2030 release. I don't know, probably not that long. No, you like to hope, but I mean, it's good that he is busy with、uh, other things that are、um, giving him purpose. I guess him being Toby Fox, that is. <laughs> right, right. The royal him. 
um yeah i mean like it it kind of the way it works is like it so delta room doesn't have like um doesn't have like voice dialogue right so uh this song is like kind of how the game gives you an idea of how spamton sounds it's like i think the samples like kind of his dialogue is like kind of um interspersed with some of the samples from the commercial and it's quite it's really unique in the way it's um implemented like the commercial is part of his lore so well i'll probably end up playing i mean i i'm i know it'll will be done at some point, but maybe I should just do it, if only because of potential spoilers. And also because I enjoyed Undertale, so why am I why am I putting it off anyway? Yeah. And it's free. So Well also that. Like I'm not I, it wasn't even a concern of that, but yeah. You gotta. But it's it so is good. solid motivation. Yeah. <laughs> I just want that to be the geo review. You gotta. It's so good. <laughs> it's just it. it's the whole review. 90. I mean, you know, somehow we haven't <laughs> reviewed Deltarune, um, so... Oh, know. is it possibly because we're waiting for it all? But Well, I guess, but I don't it know. does exist. We should be doing it, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Looks at anyway, Audra. Speaking, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Dragon Age... Um, Sarah's song, which is just called Sarah, and it's about the rogue elf archer that joins your party in inquisition in dragon age inquisition and it's just i kind of love all the bard songs but this one is probably my all-time favorite out of them so i was really excited to be able to share it here i think it's so great it fits for her character but in a very kind of romanticized way to the point where because it plays in the actual game she makes comments about it because she doesn't like that the bard actually made a song about her. <laughs> so, which is very fitting for her character because she's very kind of a contrasting character in a lot of respects. And I just, it's a really catchy song, I think. It does get right in your ears. Like, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I haven't done Inquisition, I've only, I have played through the first two uh, Dragon Ages. And I've always been eager to get back to Inquisition. It's just been so far down the backlog. Um, so it's kind of fun to hear the characters kind of get these rendition, uh, like these kind of bardic songs about them. And having not played the game, I now feel I know all about Sarah because of this song. This very plucky, fun song. Mm-hmm. And um, that's funny that she <laughs> doesn't like it. Yeah, she kind of does not like that they made it without her permission and... <laughs> That they kind of got things for they embellished things. She wants so, royalties. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very fun song. It, it fits for her, but also, I mean, I can see where she kind of thinks it's it sort of almost romanticizes what she does. Well, now now I'm curious if I it, see in my notes based on the song, I was thinking like, hey, you know what? She sounds pretty cool. I like to hang out with her or like go on an adventure with her. But m- maybe it's not the right representation of her. So maybe I feel differently. If I played the game, uh, she's pretty cool. I like her. Okay. She's a very, I think she's a very realistic character. So she has some very big flaws, but she's not bad. I mean, I'm all fine with realistic characters. Yeah. No, I think it's, I mean, it's like, it's fun. Like, I like the way it describes, you know, her and all that. But, um, like, the, the music itself is just a really fun, like, I wrote just plucky folksy song because that's just the way yeah. I, I'm describing it. Um, but just I can absolutely just 
picture. I want to listen to the other songs on this little mini album because it's like six or seven songs. Uh, they're all good, yeah. Yeah, but it's just they're like it really, good. it really captures that just like you know live bar tavern music sound and feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot of fun, and the the singer here is amazing. I mean, like Elizaveta. Yeah, like very quickly, like she's singing, doing these lyrics at such a brisk pace, but it's still so articulate. And like, mm-hmm. for me, like on a good day, I feel lucky if I can be one of those things, um, but certainly not both <laughs> and certainly not to music. So um, I, was, I was really honing in on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to sing this song and it kind of comes out of mum- mumbled mess. <laughs> so. Well, it's well practiced. Like Elizaveta, um, whomever she is, knows her art like because like you said yeah it does have those quick syncopated clear notes and then a lot of like lilting of like uh, like between notes and such the slides that are yeah beautifully executed to essentially make it like the other instrument like it would just feel really hollow i feel without the lyrics i mean the music would be fun on its own but it just it adds that much more dynamic with her voice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah this is the type of song you could hear in a, like a, you could actually see is it sitting around a tavern fire or something and listening yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah. What makes it kind of um, almost like the only thing that I would, um, well, what kind of takes me out of it is that she has like a, a modern accent and not like a medieval English accent. <laughs> or like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I can <laughs> um, see that. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm saying the song is good, but like it, it doesn't work for me completely as like a medieval. Like a period uh, piece. A period yeah, period piece. And yeah. yeah, no need to apologize for sure. You are entitled to your opinion. Yes. Yeah. How dare you not like Audra's song? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. I'm sorry. I like the song. I like no, the I'm song. Kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how, I guess, yeah, it's something... I feel like but, uh, something came out recently. I, I, th- I thought I read somewhere how we have all this like fun bardic tavern music for gaming and games and stuff like that. When and somewhere there was an article essentially like music wasn't like that. <laughs> it would it doesn't actual bardic or you know those like tavern tunes of yore don't actually sound like how we think they sound. How we've romanticized them, I guess, for lack of a better term. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And I can't, uh, again, I didn't go too deep in the article. I just remember glancing at it and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. it'd be, it, it is interesting that Gio brings that up because it is valid. We've Music has come far, I guess. And even like, yeah, accents and language and such is probably very different from how it could be spoken. But also it would feel out of place, I guess, in Dragon Age because it's a very modern take on how like everything is very modern in its um, delivery. Right. They're not all trying to be Hennet. Yeah. I can't remember if she was maybe from a different area. So maybe they're trying to say she had like a different dialect or something. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say this, but then I like The Witcher 3, which is like, there's like a guy there just like with a normal American accent. Like, (laughs) 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 yeah. They can't all all be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, are we going to get sad now? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, let's get sad, Greg. Uh, I guess that's my my cue, eh? Um, yeah, I went with a lovely track from uh, Front Mission and or Front Mission First, depending on what you've played. Uh, called Within Living Memory. Did I say that right? We are saying Within Living Memory. Within Living Memory. Thank or you. uh, yeah. So I 
picked from Front Mission or Front Mission First, depending on uh, which version you've played, because there's the remake out now. Uh, lovely piece by Noriko Matsueda, Within Living Memory, or uh, the well-translated Kaylin or Karen, uh, and it's her theme. But we're not going, this isn't the original version. Uh, no, sorry, that's right. Thank you for prompting that. Yeah, this is a version by, um, <laughs> you know, what's his name? And I say that, but like, that's actually his artist's name. It's, what's his name? It's his whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, I can't just remember the artist. Like, that's actually what he goes by, um, which I'll get into more when we uh, talk more about the song. Yeah, I mean, I, I've this is all new to me, so I'm very curious. I don't know anything about this artist, so I look forward to that. Um, so I picked something else sort of in a similar vein. Uh, it, it's also a theme song from a game, but it's a, a fan arrangement. So we are going with L's theme from Terranigma. Although, in this case, it's an arrangement by a person by, by the name of Martin Denk, who several years ago rearranged the entire Terranigma soundtrack for some reason, uh, which I respect. But yeah, so let's go listen to uh, Within Living Memory from Front Mission and L's theme from Terranigma.
Uh, so yeah, Within Living Memory is a weird song that kind of lives rent-free within my head now and again. Um, like just those polarizing notes that come in later on through the recording. Uh, and it's a weird one because like, it's been a long time since I've played through Front Mission. I played through it on the DS version um, uh, like when I can finally play it officially. Because uh, yeah, I've definitely played it through... Uh, less official translations back in the day. But when I came out to the DS, I snatched it up, got through the extra content, and it was great. And it's been a long time since I really listened to the soundtrack. And every once in a while, this those notes just like pierced my brain, and I kind of would forget where they were from until finally I was like, oh, right. And um, without, it's not really spoiling much because you kind of discover it really early in the game. But I find the song does beautifully capture Karen as a character and what happens to her very early on, but she's um, uh, married or engaged. I think married to the main character, Clive and uh, tragic things happen inside like the opening moments of the game. So, and, and then other stuff gets revealed later on. So it's very suitably melodramatic, but it's just even like the original SNES version is just very captivating with just how haunting those notes are. And then, the melodies, but I thought this version by what's his name, who is a uh, very talented music producer out of uh, Ukraine. Um, so you know, go check out his other work. He does a lot of his own original stuff and a lot of other remixes and makes uh, uh, remakes and such. Uh, I've only recently discovered his work, and just he just keeps pretty true to the source material in this one. But I guess makes it more cinematic, I suppose. 
don't know. Has anyone else like played Front Mission or know the original source? Know the music? No, unfortunately. No, that's fair. I, I haven't played it, but I did listen to the original alongside this one. Mm-hmm. If that counts at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like I just find this is like a nice cinematic tape on it and takes it on a nice journey. Um, like it's just, there's really not a lot of arrangements of front mission music, oddly enough. Um, like sh- like Shimamura doesn't really return to it, and uh, I haven't really heard as much of it from Matsueda's side either. But I like what he did with it. Like he just kind of made it this like nice this nice storytelling arc to it that kind of amplifies the the heart and the tragedy of kind of what happens to Karen. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, you know, me, I'm, I'm coming in at the other way around. Like this is my first time hearing the song. So I heard this one and then listened to the original. Uh, so that's, that's a been, uh, I don't know. It's neat. So I, I, I have some notes on this one, but then also I listened to the original after just to compare. And uh, yeah. So if the title of this song didn't convince me, it could be like a memorial type of song. Uh, the instrumentation sure did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also the video. I'm, I, I oh was yeah, mention, his accompanying stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention this later. Like, I'm actually we, we are going to put the video, it, the link to this video in the show notes because, like, I, I guess does he do the video himself as well? So he puts yeah. the, this footage together to go with his song arrangement because that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It seems. Um, again, I don't know. Like, I, I I realize I built this up to be more. I don't know a ton about him because he's only recently someone I discovered kind of doing all my searches for music and stuff lately. Okay. But, um, so I don't know a ton about him, but uh, as far as I can see from this video specifically though, I, th- I want to say a lot of this is borrowed from either Front Mission 3 or, I don't think it's 4, I think it's Front Mission 3, like some of the um, the pre-rendered stuff from that one because it looks very PS1. Okay. Um, and with some of like the models and stuff, but, um, but it's not like gameplay footage, it's like some of the cutscenes and the scenario stuff, which I re- fondly remember from Front Mission Three. Right. But yeah, it does add like a certain like a tribute <laughs> kind of vibe to it. Right. Yeah. So like the video aside, though, like just the the really like um, like the prolonged notes and this like the, just this wistful sort of wistful sound to it that just builds up over the song and like listening to it makes me kind of feel emotional, which is like I think mm-hmm. says a lot because I don't know the game, I don't know the character at all. But just the way this song, this arrangement plays out, um, and I'm—I originally wrote down that I'm glad that this arrangement is five minutes long because it let it le- lets the music like breathe and build up and all that. I mean, it turns out the original one is also that long, uh, which is good for the same reasons. But mm-hmm. it's just not quite as dynamic. But it's also not a huge no. I mean, like it's it, well, you know, it's good. It's like I, I love Super Nintendo music, but just you know the the kind of instrumentation that what's is. <laughs> It's so hard to just say what's his name with a straight face. <laughs> and seriously, uh, I, I love it. Um, but like the instrumentation and everything he used here, like it's just it's a richer sound, like that you couldn't yeah. get back then. Um, so going back listening to the original after was pretty cool. Like I, I still kind of get a similar vibe to it, but it's just so much more. There's just more emotion to it with this arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did listen to like some of like the actual Front Mission first remake, not to be confused with what's his name's remake um, version of it too. And it's nice, but I, I felt it stayed like even the the modern quote unquote instrumentation still stayed really true to the 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 Super Nintendo sound. Whereas like his, even though you can still hear that it's synthetic, it is richer, like you were saying. Yeah, well, I like that you said like cinematic. It has a cinematic kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful song. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I like Mike's point that uh, um, yeah, just the longer length, the, the length makes it lets it like build up better than the original. Mm -hmm. Although, yeah, yeah I, I do. I just listened to the original just now, and then yeah, it, it's quite good as well. Like, I think um, I like the low end, the bass, quite a bit in the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but this one is much better. I think. Yeah, I think like, it just does a good job of. I mean, again, I don't want to, now that the game has been re released, I don't want to spoil the story of Karen. But um, yeah, it just it does. If once you know that, it does paint a nice picture of that whole arc of of her her whole thing um, beautifully. I especially love what he brings in this one, like around like the three ish minute, three and a half minute mark, when he really starts to get that really build up towards the end. That's where, like, like what you're saying, like, it gets emotional. Like, that's where I was like, oh, <laughs> it's me right in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, just my guess is that this is like an Aerith theme situation, and uh, something <laughs> happens to Karen. <laughs> <to care. laughs> in yeah. some ways, you, you think so? With a name like "Within Living Memory." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a Karen you're happy to have around. <laughs> And it's interesting too on um, the Front Mission soundtrack. There's only two actual like, character themes, and they're both for like the leading ladies, so to speak. Oh, oh really? Only two? Yeah, there's, there's, I think yeah. There's Natalie and, and and Karen. I mean, the other there might be other uh, like uh, that are unofficially character themes, but they're not named for the character. It's interesting. Oh, I see. Which I don't know if that speaks to the fact that this game had two female composers on it or what, but um, which is uh, we've talked about that in a past episode of Rhythm of how interesting and astonishing that is for such a militaristic militaristically yeah. focused game to have that's way and shimamura working on it together <laughs> oh wow he's he's actually i'm looking at the channel right now because like i didn't think to do this until we talked about it but boy he's he's rearranged a lot of front mission yeah he's one of the few ones that's why i, I came up to me because like I, again i do love the original but sometimes i was just like ah, i just wanted to find something that had a little more and like chill sq has a, uh, that album from Square is has got a really neat version, but it's just a bit more. It takes the the heart out of it. It just made it more of like a chill, kind of dance anthem kind of thing. Um, and it, so it's fun for different reasons, but not for the reason why I felt it. This pays homage to a character episode better. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought it on. So I mean, like <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to put the link to the video in the show notes so people can also check out his channel. And uh, boy, this is just fascinating. It's like front mission arrangements, which you don't see a lot of. He's got that. There's an arrangement of the Pepsi Man game theme song. Um, <laughs> I've only known one other band I know that does that. Nine nine nine, which is actually weirdly also not something you see a lot of arrangements of. Mm. So, oh, very cool. I'm checking this out later. Yeah, he's pretty talented too. So, all right. Well, but yours. Yeah. Speaking of fan arrangements, um, this one, this one is very interesting to me because I don't know, I don't remember how how I stumbled across this like several years ago, but. Um, and, and I did, I will admit, like, I, I had this one, I have this album, and I was like, I really, really was trying to decide on this episode if I bring on the original or this one. Um, I think the original one is still lovely of Elle's theme. But, um, you know, when I found this unofficial soundtrack for Terran Enigma, I just, I have so much respect for him for just, like, and he says this in, like, in his comments on, on YouTube, where he's just like, yeah, this is one of my favorite games, and between 2005 and 2007, he's just like, eh, I just decided to rearrange the entire soundtrack myself. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> um, that just went off. <laughs> that, uh, that is so much work to do. Um, I just think that's great. And um, so, 
you know, in the end, I don't know if I, I could really decide like which version I like more versus the original because the instrumentation is just a little bit different. So they're mm-hmm. both good. Um, but I, sp- I are, wanted yeah, to bring this one things. on. I wanted to bring this one on because like you look at his channel and like, and I don't know if he even does music anymore. He hasn't uploaded anything in a long time. But uh, it just, the only way I can describe it is criminally overlooked. Um, I don't know if if this particular album is like more well known in the the Terranigma or the Quintet community. Um, I have no idea because I'm not in in part of that community. But just looking at like view counts and numbers, like I don't know how many people really know about the album, and I would like them to. Um, it's just <laughs> it's it's a cool project, and um, you know this particular song, I Elvis theme is just it's so just soft and lovely and. Uh, Martin's choice of instrumentation here with with the strings and uh, what I could only describe, and I had Hillary's help on this because I'm like, well, what, do you, what would you call this? And uh, we decided the closest thing is a, a synthesized xylophone or something like it, uh, making those like sort of like tinkling like sounds to it. Um, yeah. But like that that sound, it just it just adds this kind of like mystical quality to the piece. So I, I like when those those come in. And it kind of hangs around for a while, but then it makes way for this, like these, like sw- sweeping, like strings and some other things. I was gonna say, remind me who L was. Is L was the main character's sister or something? Or I forget who L was. Don't, Hills, don't ask whatever. me that. It's been, it's been a long time. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, she, she's one of she's one of the main characters. I, I I was not prepared to ask. Oh, okay. She's someone's sister. I can't I'm remember. Sure. I don't know. Okay. I, so I know there was time. like when he leaves the village, there was somebody who was like. I can't remember if she was a sister or like a pseudo romantic sort of interest, but also that weird like motherly figure character like that is a trope maybe, in anime. Maybe it's all three. Who knows? But if she goes on the adventure with him, then that might be different. Or again, I've never really played enough Terminigo because we didn't get a proper copy in North America, and I, right. I feel like if I recall, the illicit ones never worked properly for the longest time, so I um, never really played through it. Um, so I can't remember it's, who this character is. Despite me saying I don't remember the details because it's been so long, I do remember that it's an excellent game and worth playing. Yes, so, um, Actually, yeah, the last bit of my note, I'm glad you said everything that you just said because the last thing I wanted to say on this, besides, like, please check out this guy's arrangement because, again, he did the entire soundtrack. Um, uh, Martin Dank, right? Martin Dank. Um, Square Enix or whoever, because I have no idea who owns the rights to this game anymore. Um can can someone please figure that out and maybe port these games or do some like HD remasters? Because when you think about please. how old these are now and how beloved, I mean, all three of them, but especially this one is like there, there are literally multiple generations of gamers who, who have never been able to play these games. And that's just kind of sad. So I would love I know we like we sometimes when you talk about it, it's like oh well look oh Square's like you know reporting this again and they're putting this back out again but at the same time it means that their their older games are still available for people who weren't around back then or weren't even playing games back then so you know I like that that stuff is still available so there's so many games older games that like there's just no access to them anymore so sorry I'm getting all soapboxy here when <laughs> these are great games and, and it, I wish people could play them and it's one of those rare ones that was released exclusively in Japan and the UK and didn't come to North America weirdly enough when it's usually the UK that gets looked over right I I think I uh, like that's what happened with this one yes I think it was UK I, I don't okay. think it was just there though because I um, unless I'm remembering wrong we had been on a few episodes ago and I think it also got released in Australia 
Uh, don't quote me on that. Oh, okay. I think, I think oh, that's what he said. So, there. like, it was released in lots of places in the world that speak English except North America. Yeah, wild. weird, right? Just no. like, oh, it won't do good up there. They got uh, other games from us that'll compete. Like, I don't understand why they just didn't do it. But anyways. I don't know. Uh, I was two years old when this game came out. Oh, thank you. Only... <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and the song is lovely. Yeah. Better, better response, Audra. <laughs> this is a really pretty song. No matter how old it is. Yes. Happy birthday, Greg. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, the thing is, like, um, I don't know. Like, it, it comes, seems to, it sounds tragic to me. Like, uh, it sounds like something mm, happened to him, and uh, I don't, I don't know what. But yeah, it is a, is a kind of a somber tone to the song. Which I really like. I like it. It's very unusual that a character theme is so sad. Yeah. I guess you haven't played this one, but have you played any of the the games in the series, Gio? No. I think uh, okay. does act racer count? Uh, is that part of it? No. I mean, there's a there's a similar vibe of like you know renewal and stuff in act racer, but no. I mean, like specifically like these three, it's like Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and Terranigma. It's one of those RP. It's one of those games that I discovered through RPG Fan. Just reading through okay. like the reviews. So. You're welcome. They're they're not terribly long, um, but but they do, you know, some of the themes like some of them are sad. Like there are some sad things that happen, and you know, some parts of the game, some parts of the world are like just in a bad place, and you're trying to like restore it. So th- there is a fair amount of that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So. No, I think you would enjoy. And Terranigma definitely is the nice natural progression of actually like getting like that in-depth story. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying, Gio. That there is certainly a, a journey here too. Too, there's a reason why Mike felt that these two songs paired so nicely. Is yeah, there is a certain morose, somber tone to whatever's going on with Elle, whether it's her own stuff or how she looks at the main character or what uh, it is that affects her. One thing I'm missing in this version by um, Dank that I uh, that uh, uh, was great in the original is there's like a sort of like echoiness to like those open notes yeah yeah that's true too i think that would have been just really nice it just adds that extra like it's not really time travel but just like that weird dimensional travel kind of that added level of magic but i mean already it's still beautiful and magical in and of itself Uh, but yeah his his version is so cool too because like i kind of almost didn't clock right this is a rearrangement remaster whatever that he has done because it like it sounds like how I would think it would sound. It's, like it's got that whole thing that the nostalgia lens I, uh-huh, of like, like this is how good it sounded then, right? No, but <laughs> it wasn't that clean in quality. But still, like he's he's done it enough of a, an homage while still making it his own. It, it's in a way, it's almost like what how some of the arrangements came up for the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, where like yeah, it's easy to listen to some of those songs and be like, oh yeah, this is what the song always sounded like, right? But not yeah. always. Um, <laughs> So I, I think that's an interesting way of arranging things. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. I like the, um, the the copious use of, I don't know, is it clarinet or I don't feel like it's low enough to be. No, it's not oboe, but um, oh, I'm always blank on the name of it. There's oboe, the clarinet. What's the one in the middle? Somebody help me. <laughs> the one in the middle. Where's Pat when I need him? A bassoon? <laughs> no. Bassoon. Yeah, yeah bassoon. that's what I'm thinking. Thank you, Joe. I feel like it's a bassoon. Thanks, Gio. It's like in. Yeah, there we go. I didn't G- know I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you surprised yourself with your, yeah. with your musical knowledge. 
yeah. musical sleeper agent. I've tri- <laughs> triggered and unlocked it. I'll be right back, guys. I gotta go write a sonata. No, you know where I got that? It's to say I used to mess around with our keyboard as a kid. Like I mess around with all the like little instruments. Oh, yeah, that's fun to do. Yeah. Oh, I love. Yeah, we did that too. It was like, oh, I'm playing. A- I'm playing a piano, but it sounds like this. What would the Mario theme sound like if it was all lasers? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't, I can't possibly find a segue between a laser Mario Brothers theme and Seymour. I mean, I feel like he shoots lasers at you. I don't know, at some Mm. point in that fight, but yeah. Yeah. But you and I are back to back, right? Yeah. We got back to back music blocks. Yeah. So yeah, I chose uh, my next one. I think that's where we're going. We're, we're segueing away uh, from Final segueing. Fantasy X, which we haven't had enough of in RPG uh, fans' rhythm encounter here. But uh, I have the very awesome version by the Black Mages of Fight with Seymour. We also haven't had a lot of Black Mages, so this, this checks two boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of and games... I guess that means it's you. ...that have barely ever been on the show, <clears throat> um, I have... <laughs> I, the girl who stole the stars from Chrono Cross, um, but this is an arrangement from. Well, I'll talk about the details later. But basically, there was a there was a Chrono Cross concert in Japan in 2019. Later came to Blu-ray. It came with a, a special disc. If you got the right version, that had all these arrangements by Sam Griffin. So this is Sam Griffin's version of the girl who stole the stars from Chrono Cross. Boy, just no simple way to say that. So yeah, let's go listen to <laughs> let's go listen to Fight with Seymour and the Girl Who Stole the Stars.
So, uh, it took the Black Mages, actually, to make me appreciate uh, Fight with Seymour. Uh, and um, and I was, partly why I wanted to bring this version, it was weirdly when I really started thinking about this topic, because I was on the last episode as well, so my brain was focused on that music for the longest time, and then had to reset in between. Um, it was John uh, on the, the concerts episode, actually, who uh, brought on the Matoya's theme from... Uh, uh, from the Black Mages as well, one of their lives thing, and I was like, oh yeah, there isn't a lot of Black Mages. I want an excuse to bring that on. Fight with Seymour. That's a character theme. I'm doing that one. Um, but um, uh, get your chocobos ready. 
Seymour. I hated that fight so much, which is probably why I didn't like this song. I died way too many times until I think I finally figured out the gimmick, but uh, that's probably why I didn't really like the song. But when I got uh, this album from the Black Mages, uh, I just it was one of the tracks that just rocked for me, and I was like, oh, why did I not like this? That's probably why. But I just I love the when those symbols come in and uh, I like the uh, with just like emphasize like the you know like Uematsu's rock and organ work in this whole thing like is so there's so much talent in this beat this band uh, that I'm so sad it's gone and became the Beard Papas and then left and uh, it was just having all of these fantastic composers for RPGs in the same band just like upping the ante constantly with each other. And this song just ripped out of the game is, is it explodes to life uh, even more so with just all of them playing these live instruments and bringing their talents to the fore with some just incredible guitar work, incredible organ work, uh, the drums, the piano, like all of it just comes together to make this song even more epic than it kind of already is, even though it's like a midway fight. It's... Um, it's a really neat song, uh, which I always loved about Final Fantasy, that they have such a journey in their, like, boss battles. <laughs> like, they're not just, like, quick little loops. Like, it, it takes you somewhere, especially when Uematsu's got to figure out how to top uh, the battle with Kefka. So... <laughs> right. I don't I don't recall. I just have a little bit. Uh, I have more notes, but I want to go last, technically, outside of this comment. But I don't remember how much <laughs> I, I struggle with the fight, so... like. My dislike for Seymour was less about the fight and more of just as a character. He's just, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty he's cringy just, too. It's true. You, you know what? He's just—he's one of those villains. Like, I'm not—I don't—I'm not saying he's like a bad villain technically, but sometimes, like, when you see him walk on screen with his stupid hair, and he's just like, mm, "Yes, yes, I am here. I am a good guy." You're like, he doesn't even make an effort, and people are like, "Oh, well, yeah, he seems like he's fine." I'm like, guys. Look at him. <laughs> he's got look horns at, for hair. For look, hair for look, horns. Look at how he's acting. Look at how he's... Everything he says, he says it with this like smug look on his face. It's just like, it's like... He's obviously the villain. Like, Don't even try to play off that he's not. And also, <laughs> please do something about your hair. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah it just... I'm not, I'm not saying he's like my least favorite villain or anything, but just like... I'm like, that, that's always been he's my He's very case. obvious. It's just like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. yes. And... and and you call these, and you call these steamed, despite the fact they're obviously grilled. Please tell me, <laughs> please tell me you've seen the Final Fantasy X steamed hams. <laughs> no, I no. really wish. I cool. <laughs> we are all getting a link later. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I, again, like this fight was terrible. I mean, it was probably topped by the Unaleska fight later for me, but still. Ugh. Anyways, uh, what does everybody else think of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like he doesn't deserve a theme this good. Like, he, he <laughs> it's a so very much. good song. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I actually, I, I thought like, because um, like, he has two themes. Technically, like, he has a theme for like cutscenes, and then like he has a theme for the battle. And it, this oh, doesn't right, sound yeah. anything like his actual theme. And like, yeah, it, it adds to the weird dissonance. Like when, when like he's on screen and this the song is playing. Like it's a that very evil sounding song is playing, and like. But yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, what a good, what a good guy!" Like, you know, like, you <laughs> no, know the mask was like, off for this song. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't even thinking about his like his regular character theme too. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, like when I think of Seymour, I just think of um, how like everyone's perception of him is different from the player, and like 
I don't know. Even the music, even his battle theme is like weirdly doesn't fit him. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> something. Yeah, something off. I think it fits his like his pomp, so to speak. Like it's like his delusion of grandeur, maybe or whatever. I mean, he does have actual power mm. and grandioseness to him, but it definitely it's a good send off for him in its way, I guess. Yeah. 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 The Black Mage's version is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's what I always love about listening to anything of the Black Mages is just, it's still a very true arrangement, but they just allow, they allow themselves to play. Yeah. And that it still plays within the realm of what the song is and adds to it as opposed to like, oh, they just went on a 10 minute drum solo because they could and ruined it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I respect that. I mean, I'm also sad that they didn't. They only gave us, we only got three albums from them, but at the same time, we got three albums, so I'm glad we mm-hmm. just have that. Yeah, and they're very good. Oh, the solo at the end. Crazy. It's so good. <laughs> this one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain, um, I was just thinking too, it, the, the random like runs of it adds a little cheekiness to it. The runs of the uh, organ, like, it's like a, a weird kind of like circus kind of vibe I always got from it as well. Um, which again, I feel is very fitting of Seymour. Just like, <laughs> not so much like like he is a circus, but like yeah, he just it feels like he is trying to like he's it's, it's a bit of that callback to him being a bit of a clown kind of thing or something. I don't know. Right. That's interesting. Um. All right. So, I I'm sure you guys know that I have this spoken or unspoken rule where I I try not to overdo it with like Square Enix stuff on the show. Um, but I also have to admit that. Especially once, you know, year, many years ago now, like once the companies merged, like there's so much music that kind of falls under Square or Enix or Square Enix that it's hard to avoid that. So um, at the very least, we, we have a list of games internally that, you know, we try not to over-represent and keep things fresh. Um, and yet somehow Final Fantasy X has only been on Rhythm Encounter five times. Um, yeah. And bizarrely, those five tracks are three versions of Besaid and two versions of Xanarkin. So <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm not sure how that happened. That Final Fantasy X of all games has only been on the show uh, five times, or if you only count, you know, unique songs twice. So and not one of those tracks is its Chocobo theme. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, Ten's Chocobo theme is fine. I mean, um, yes. No, thirteen, thirteen two. Ten two, yeah, I think we talked about this. Don't you don't you dare! (laughs) Don't you trash talk thirteen two Chocobo themes? My bad. Um, But yeah, I mean, still like Final Fantasy ten is like weirdly underrepresented. So I appreciate you, Craig, for helping us fix that and bring on something that wasn't the Satyrs Anarchon. And then even less represented on than Final Fantasy ten is specifically the Black Mages. Um, now, admittedly, there's only three albums, but we've also only had two of their songs on the show ever. This is so. a lot of songs, yeah. Yeah. Although it sucks because I if, if Matoya's Cave hadn't been on the other one, I probably would have brought that one in, in because it's also a good character theme and a good, uh, a great song from them, but uh, it's already been out there. Yeah. But also, I could have really done with their version of To Xanarkin, because really, Xanarkin is like the other character of Final... No. <laughs> <laughs> So three versions of Xanarkin and <laughs> yeah, Xanarkin is like the other character, kind of like how uh, this this ship. Yeah, Serenity is exactly. the tenth character on Firefly. Yeah, exactly. And thus we get three versions of Besaid and three versions of Xanarkin. But no, I mean, like I think fight. I think fight with Seymour is one of the stronger selections on their first album because just the the high energy nature of the original song really lent itself well to a rock arrangement anyway, and. Uh, 
the fact that the original game already has like some rock music in it actually makes it fit even that yeah. much more. And like Gio said, that guitar solo is pretty rad too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the solo you're talking about. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. That that again, that whole band. Come back, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're all aged, but still, come back, please. Well, I th- I, I like to think that uh, Masayoshi Soken and his Primal's band is like kind of carrying the torch now. Oh yeah, that's true. That they do. That's a thing. I yeah. know. I mean, they only. I know they only do. They only do fourteen music for now. But it'd be cool if they like took their style and like rearrange other Final Fantasy songs. Maybe they'll do that one day. Or other games, yeah. Yeah. So. Chrono Trigger, Black Mages win. Oh, yeah, right. The Black Omens. There we go. The Black Omens. Thank you. Uh, All right. Well, there's my segue then. Um, Okay. So I'm sure you guys know that I have this unspoken rule to try not to overdo it with Square Enix music on the show whenever possible. Um, But I have to admit (laughs) that, as you said, (laughs) especially after the merger of the two companies, there's so much music that fall under Square or Enix that it's really hard to avoid. So at the very least, we have our list of games that we try not to overrepresent and keep things as fresh as we can be. So, um, as you know, somehow Chrono Cross has only been on Rhythm Encounter 16 times. Ah, (laughs) Okay, well, um, yeah. I was wondering. I was like, "Did I just like getting trapped in a loop? What happened?" But I nope. see what was I, going I on. I told I told you I had a reason <laughs> I paired these two songs together because one was underrepresented and one has been on the show sixteen times and is technically on our list of hey, let's not do too much more of this for a while. But but you're the host, dang it. <laughs> well, it's not just that I'm the host, but um, we've only had one song on from this album from this like live concert, and if you have not seen that concert, it's amazing. Um, it's some of my favorite things I've ever seen done with Chrono Cross's music. What's the concert called? Jeez. Oh, um, <laughs> the concert is, or the album is called the Chrono Cross 20th Anniversary Live Tour 2019 Radical Dreamers Yasunori Mitsuda and Millennial Fair Final at Nakano <laughs> Sun Plaza 2020 is the name of the album. I wasn't even trying to set you up, but oh my God. Oh, no. That's the name of the <laughs> album. Um, there was another episode. Actually, it might have been the concert one that you were talking about how hard this one was to come by. Well, yeah, because... When it first came out on Blu-ray or however they released it first, it was only available in Japan. Like, it was available, like, like through some online store or system. Like, you couldn't get it. You literally could not get it out, outside of Japan because I think it was digital only. So you had to order it through, like, a Japanese website and some other stuff. So later on, a little bit later in 2019, they decided, okay, well, now we're going to release it on disc in a physical form. And you still had order from Japan, but like you had order from a Japanese website and like Mitsuda's studio actually put up a page in English with instructions on how to use this website for international users because they wanted people to get it. It just took them that long to localize the title. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Blu-ray is great because it has like a bunch of it has obviously the actual concert footage and there's some other behind the scenes stuff. Um, and then and then as far as this song today is concerned, if you got the limited edition of that one, it also came with an extra disc. It came with a 12-track CD um, that's only on that one. Like As far as I know, they've never released it elsewhere in a, a standalone disc or digital or anything. So you had to get it with this limited edition one. And it's, it's 12 tracks performed and arranged by Sam Griffin. 
if if you don't know Sam Griffin, uh, he's part of the Super Guitar Brothers. And if you don't know the Super Guitar Brothers, well, you should look them up because they are yeah, they're great. great. They're so and good. They're good. They they do just acoustic guitar arrangements and performances. They're at Magfest and lots of other shows, and they have a bunch of albums. Yeah, they put on a great live show. They're they're fantastic. Actually, that's how I found about found out about them. It was like many years ago. They were at one of the first MAGFests I went to. And I don't know if it was like a Zelda song or a Chrono. It might have been a Chrono Cross song. I don't know. But yeah, so somehow or another, uh, Sam Griffin got involved with, with this and with Mitsuda and got to do this this whole album of his own arrangement and performance. And uh, it's so good. I love it. Um, so it, despite everything I just said, where it's hard to get and hard to come by, like it is on YouTube. I mean... I don't know if they're going to ever like try to pull it down or whatever, but it, at least you can find it and listen to it now, even if it's hard to get the actual physical copy. But uh, this is this has become like one of my favorite arrangements of what's basically, at least for me, kids theme from Chrono Cross. Um, it's just it's so beautiful and somber. It's um, you know it's it's beautiful and somber and delicate and it has this like fragility to it. Um, and and the original song has that too. Like if you've ever heard it, and if you if you know the game, I'm sure you've heard it. But especially with that little like voice kind of yeah. And see, that's the key. Like <laughs> the original song has that too. Like it has those qualities too. And for me, a lot of that is due to those vocals. Like the the vocals are just so sad, and it, it's really hard not to like get choked up. At least for me, like listening to that. Mm. Um, like I'd go so far as to say that like, the vocal work on the original is probably like the defining thing of that song. So that we have this acoustic guitar version that doesn't have that. It doesn't have any of the vocals. It's just, it's just guitar. It's so impressive to me that he was able to capture the spirit of that song and not rely on the vocals or not rely on anything that the original one like used to really get that emotional like aspect to it. And so no vocals, just instrumentally and just guitar. Like that's it, and it works so well. It's just gorgeous. So it, it's it's so much that it makes me like look over at my guitar in the corner, and I'm like, I should pick that back up. Why can't I play you like this? I know. <laughs> it's like I make make this work. Like I need to do this too. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, there's dust on you. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I have that same. I have a same guitar looking at me with disdain. <laughs> I, I found myself. I thought I would miss the vocals as well. The da, 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 da. like, I thought I would miss that. But then when I listened to it, it's like, oh no, this is a. It's not the same vibe, but it's it's just as amazing. I think, and uh, I, yeah, I definitely need to watch. Way, right? Yeah, I need to watch that concert now. I, I know I saw I saw it at the time back then. I need I need to find a way to get a copy. Or something. I mean, it's just an amazing version of the song. I think. Well, it's got a lot of heart. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. You listen to any of the, the Super Guitar Bros stuff, like they they just are such nuanced, talented performers, and the, yeah, that they can inject, or that Sam can inject again so much with the the dynamics that he brings to the guitar in this, and even like using sliding on the strings as part of it too, like it's kind of like catching your breath sort of moment. It's yeah, it's easy to just get lost in. It would just would have been a whole breathtaking moment just to be in the concert hall with just guitarists playing that. <laughs> this wasn't part of the concert, though. Oh, shoot, right. Sorry. Oh. Uh, no, it's okay. Like, this was recorded just for the album. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood that. That makes it even more special. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now I just want them to play it whenever they tour. <laughs> now I now I better go watch after because I'm going to be embarrassed if it turns out at the end of the concert there is a, there is a separate <laughs> video footage of this. Right. But I I I don't think so. I don't think this was like so good. on stage. That makes more sense actually now that you mentioned it. Because I was just like I didn't know Sam was touring back then, let alone a, <laughs> a Japan only concert. But yeah, that was just trying to wrap my head around that. <laughs> so that makes more sense. That <laughs> being said, doesn't take away from the fact that this is yeah an incredible performance, studio wise or not. Like yeah, he just. Squeaks a lot of life out of that guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we are somewhere somewhere in the show notes. I think I already put it in here. But yeah, we'll, we'll have a link to the song or the album because, you know, it's really the only feasible way for most people to listen to it at this point because I don't know if you can buy the album anymore, at least not this version of it. So, yeah, I would recommend checking all of it out. Well, I'm left with warm fuzzies. My goodness. <laughs> I'm glad. All right. We've come to our last block. So we have one more from Gio and one more from Audra. So what are we going with now, Gio? Yeah, so we're, I'm bringing the Tomboy Princesses March from Dragon Quest IV, Chapters of the Chosen. Specifically the uh, version on iOS and Android because it's a bit higher quality in terms of samples. Ah, right. Yes. All right. And Audra, what's our final song today? The final song is Grim Cat's The Phantom Thief from The Legend of Heroes' Kuro no Kaseki Super Ultimate Al- Arrange Album, which is an odd title, but... <laughs> it's, I think it's the second we longest talk about that? album title today. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's go listen to The Tomboy Princess's March and Grim Cat's The Phantom Thief. I'm 
Hey, so yeah, to- the Tomboy Princesses March, also maybe known as Princess Elena's Adventure. Who knows? Because Japanese translations. But um, yeah, this is um, one of the, f- I'd say, fan favorite um, themes from Dragon Quest IV. One of, I- I'd say, one of the earliest um, RPGs in general to have like character themes, from my understanding. I mean, I don't know if at final the, those early NES Final Fantasies had much in the way of character themes, 
but well, the f- uh, the first three Final Fantasies didn't have characters. Well, I, well, two did. Uh, three had um the Aria theme. Oh, no, that's that true. About it. Did the Emperor have a theme in two? But that might have been it. Yeah. 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 Certainly. Yeah. You're right. Not like characters. Main characters and uh, Dragon Quest Four is known for like having like an ex- a special a special focus on characters like in general like each character has like their own little chapter and then they all converge in the middle of the game chapter four and each member of the party and like Elena is special to me because like I just that's when I kind of fell in love with Dragon Quest Four like the just the hilarious nature of her story and. Like she's a, she's a real character, and uh, like she's just like this spunky uh, little princess who doesn't want to be a princess, just wants to like um, explore the world and stuff. And uh, the song is like kind of perfect for her because like it's this little boom, <laughs> boom, 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 like you know, it's like a like yeah. puff, puff. I'm 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 gonna explore whether you like it or not, <laughs> Dad, that kind of thing. And then and then like it just and then in the end it like kind of kind of becomes uh, a bit more sprawling, like more befitting of like an overworld theme because this is like technically like her overworld theme like what what you hear when like she's going around the world now. so yeah it's a it's a really lovely theme very memorable for me i would say she's probably one of my favorite dragon quest 4 characters too Agreed. so <laughs> yeah i love this song yeah she's like the princess from um once upon a mattress for anyone out there who knows i've got to throw out the musical theater stuff since john was not here <laughs> But yeah, that, very much that uh, yeah, that uh, princess who doesn't want to be a princess kind of thing is fun. I I love this tune because it sounds like so many of like the goofy, silly tunes that you get in JRPGs that really like aren't always great on their own, so to speak. But it um, yeah, it grows it in such a way that it is like really charming, and um, it does have a bit more going on that makes it uh, easier to listen to than like. Like from Final Fantasy VI or something like that. Or like, was that Final Fantasy VI you were just singing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that? Are you doing Mog's theme? Is it Mog's theme? Yeah. I mean, I love Mog, but like, it's just like it's so silly. Whereas this seems like it it hedges a bit better between the two, where it's like serious but also silly. So yeah. like, I believe this character when you say you describe her, I'm like, oh yeah, this totally suits. Like, it still has like a bit of that like the, again the march aspect gives it that like pomp ceremonial kind of she's royalty, but the the playfulness and like the, the horns and stuff really speaks to that. I'm bigger than my britches kind of vibe. Yeah, just <laughs> like to punch walls. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite moments is how she escapes to like her little her little room is that she punches a hole in the wall and jumps down. And <laughs> That's fantastic. Is your father the Kool Aid Man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, just for a second before I talk about this, can we talk about Greg? Uh, Mog's Hi. theme is silly. What what theme? What theme should Mog have had if not a silly theme? I mean, that's fair. I really need like, my Moogle to have a very somber theme song. <laughs> well, neither do I. Um, and again, I don't dislike Thought Mog's theme. It's always just the funniest one that comes to my brain. Yeah, um, it's no, just I weird, know. funny, I, like, off-the-wall song for a character. That's great, but I'm so just weird. messing with you. And and also, it really doesn't matter to me because in, in my playthrough of the game, um, I made Mog this, like, killing machine. So uh, he, I mean, he Mog was, is pretty he dope was, if you do it. 
my my mog was the one that you know he had two you know holy spears equipped and the Genji club, so he would attack eight times. Higher, and I made I grinded him to nearly level ninety nine. It's about thirty levels higher than every other character. So I really like mog. Right? He's fun um, to play. Yeah. But I, and I was the only one that came to mind because there's also like there's so many other like silly silly theme songs and like there's always like the silly song like oh ha 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 you found a dirty mag and it plays whatever goofy like <laughs> awkward the main lady character's calling me out kind of theme song I just couldn't yeah. think of them some mog theme is the one that came to mind no I get it good king mogu mog good king mog there let's go with that one <laughs> believe me I I had to. I had to stop myself a lot because there's a million songs from 14 that you could argue are character themes, and I didn't bring one of them, but I wanted to. Um, We're all very proud. Thank you. You succeeded through uh, the 14-step program. Yes. Okay, so as for the song, uh, I want to I try to redeem myself because the last time Geo brought on Dragon Quest, I got in, I got in trouble for some of what I was saying. Um, I, I don't. I'm. I'm expecting Geo sitting there just quietly <laughs> judging me. It's like, oh no, I brought Dragon Quest. Let's let's see what Mike's gonna say. You know what's different between the last time you brought Dragon Quest on and now is that I started playing Dragon Quest Builders two again, and I remembered how charming that game and the characters and just the vibe of that world is. And at some point, at some point, along with trying to play the old Final Fantasy pixel remasters that I haven't played. I've decided that I need to go actually play some of the old Dragon Quest games that I missed, which is yes. all of them, by the way, except except the first one. So um, I will be talking to you and Wes about like where to go. I, I think I'll be playing like one, two, three on Switch, and then after that, I don't know, probably mobile. I really want to do five and six based off of like Solosi's recommendations too, for that matter. Like, there's some, mm-hmm. they're, they're charming. Five yeah. is the tier so, You got to play that. Oh, oh okay. I'm fine with that. But yeah, this this song, it's this one is just it's very fun. Um, the the horns here really make it for me. Those like uh, I don't think there's really a shortage. Again, I'm not a, an expert on Dragon Quest music, uh, besides like the handful that they always shove into every promotional trailer, which is like <laughs> I, there's more music in this series. Like it's just so weird. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, they always come up like, "Hey, hey, tell me if you've heard this one." But and you know what? It's a it's a iconic and fantastic theme, but it doesn't yes. always work with the footage. Um, but I, I but so I'm I'm enjoying you bringing stuff on here and like expanding my Dragon Quest Horizon. So this this one was fun. So like this this like triumphant march song that. I, I'm sure Dragon Quest has more than I realize, but I know there's several of them. Um, uh, we may or may not have a episode coming up on Dragon Quest. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> but, um, oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to some other, just quickly, some other versions of this like to compare, and I, I see why you went with this one, because just the, it's a little more... I don't know. I think the sound is a little crisper. Uh, just yeah. the, this arrangement, especially like the horns and all that like really really stand out in this version um and then there's a part like about it's it's sort of a short song uh i assume it loops but about like a minute 10 in like the song really picks up and just has a like really cool like you know uplifting adventure sound to it so yeah i I enjoy it a lot yeah it makes sense that'd become an overworld one you can listen to it Mm mm-hmm yeah very much actually if you go like the 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 video that we that i used doesn't loop because at the end, like it's a different, it's a slightly more grandiose, expanded version of that overworldly sounding part of the song. 
it kind of oh, expensive. I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. One more song. Awesome choice. Yeah. What do we got, Audra? What do you think? Um. Well, I picked this song even though who knows when Legend of Heroes Kuro no Kaseki will ever grace Western shores. <laughs> right. Sadly. <laughs> um, but I'm, I've spoiled myself on a lot of the game and I kind of just love this character theme song. It's... The original is called I'm Grim Cats, but this is the vocal version that, and I feel like it kind of needed vocals. It was like a song, it's good on its own, but it there's something about the way the vocals actually work with it that, and the instrumentation that I feel like she's a justice loving phantom thief. So it's kind of like the perfect song for a heist, for either planning a heist or engaging in one. And it's just, it's a fun song. So I really wanted to include it. And I didn't realize up until now that I had two rogue characters, technically. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Valid. I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I listened to, to both versions. I've been doing that a lot today, apparently, just because so many of us brought on like arrangements. And I, I'm with you. Like, I think the original one is a lot of fun, but it I almost would prefer this one now. Um, yeah. Get, Given, like, I looked up a little bit about the character and uh, and very happily, by the way, that I looked up the character and the screenshots of her, like, Phantom Thief outfit uh, at home and not in a public place. Um, <laughs> it's She's got a cool-looking outfit, but, you know, just you know, be careful where you look it up is all. Um, yeah. So, someone on, on YouTube, I don't know if you saw this, uh, said on the... I think it was on this on this song, or maybe it was the original, but someone said that it sounded like something out of Power Rangers, which is like, now I can't get that out of my head. Uh, it kind of does, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, like, I had that, I got that sense, and I was like, you know, I, I think they, they have a point here. Uh, and that was before I looked up, looked up the character and the, this, like, masked hero thing she has going on. So I, I'm sure that was not a coincidence at all, and that was the sound they were going for. So um, probably in the original too, but like the this arrangement just really just kicks everything up a notch. Uh, the the mm. vocals and the guitar, the trumpet and the sax. Um, I don't think there's enough sax in like game arrangements. So I'm I'm really happy that there's a cool saxophone here. Yeah, this one gets like a weird kind of like ska funk going on to it. Yeah, I really yeah. like the instrumentation in it. Just the feel. Yeah, this the rest of the Kuro no Kiseki soundtrack sound like this? Or is this more like just for... Just for Grim Cats. Or... I think this is more, it's more representative of Grim Cats, but mm. I do think some of the songs have a little flavor of this too. Yeah, I see. It's interesting. I, I like, I didn't, I kind of didn't expect it to sound like this when I first heard it. And uh, yeah, I found it really very listenable. I listened to it quite a few times. <laughs> the sax, this is the sax house. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, Hilariously, despite what we talked about earlier with Final Fantasy X, this is the fourth time this game has been on Rhythm Encounter since the beginning of the year. Um, we actually had two songs on it uh, from it from uh, on episode 100 and one on episode 99. And uh, every song I've listened to so far from this game, I just adore. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm obviously, I'm obviously not an expert on any of these uh, games or their series. And I've, I've heard a lot of stuff I do like, but so far, like I've heard more from this one than I've liked than any other trails game so far. Um, I'm just really, I just, I've been really impressed by it. 
It's a fun change from what I I usually come to expect from the bits and pieces I've heard from Falcom, which is nice. I've been surprised twice now on uh, recent episodes with Falcom music that I was like, oh, I wouldn't have known that was Falcom. Mm-hmm. It was like, where's where's the guitar? Um, <laughs> it's it's great, and I love. Uh, again, I know not much about any of the Legend of games, but um, is this Phantom Thief thing in relation at all to the Phantom Thieves? Also, from like Persona, was like, is there any correlation between that, or is it just a, a title that's bandied about that I didn't know is like a, an accepted class in JRP or in RPGs? I believe it's actually an accepted class, pretty much. Oh, okay. There's Phantom Thieves in a lot of anime and manga, too. Interesting. Yep. Just steal your soul, your heart, or whatever. <laughs> uh, or, like, usually it's rare riches from corrupt people, usually. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the Robin Hood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I might be wrong, but there's, there's like, a Phantom Thief and Sailor Moon. Oh, okay. Oh, I think so. there might be. Hmm. I'm not as familiar with Sailor Moon. Yeah, I didn't get far enough in, but that sounds vaguely familiar. There's one in Code Real Life. Yeah, I didn't know it was that. Yep. I, my only context for Phantom Thieves is yeah, the Persona stuff, so I didn't realize it was so broad a term. To be fair, there's been uh, Persona 5 tries to work it way, its way into as many other games as possible, so I understand why you <laughs> That's what it, I was thinking, right? It could I have been like, a crossover. Yeah. There is um, another kind of Phantom Thief character in Legend of Heroes, so I wonder if there's like a connection Oh, okay. That I'm not sure of. Yeah. Maybe so. In no, which, I have in to which look game? Stuff, stuff. Um, from Trails in the Sky and Trails of Cold Steel and probably the Crossbell games. I haven't gotten a chance to try to get too far into them yet. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it was it was a it was a fun choice. I'm glad you brought it on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice palate cleanse compared to I guess a lot of the other stuff we listen to. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very like active character theme like without knowing it's a character theme i've also would have thought it to be um yeah like a special battle sequence or something right yeah, um, yeah. so it's very exciting uh and very suitable to that yeah that kind of like superhero costume change kind of vibe i i did i did try to like more or less structure this episode in in a bit of a roller coaster you know i did if you if you look at the track list it, it kind of started in a high place and then we got some sad stuff and then we i did want to end on a higher note so that that was actually the intention it definitely worked <laughs> thank you so all right well that's our show see you later everyone um oh wait i gotta do okay bye i gotta do the outro stuff okay um as always uh that was a lot of fun thank you everyone um so we're here at the end so let's uh let's do some housekeeping stuff uh we only had two games today that made their debut on the show um every every other every other game on here or every other song on here has been on the show in some capacity uh but this was the first time we'd had either a delta rune or dragon quest 4 song on so oh dragon age oh wait no sorry i'm sorry that's okay. Yeah, no, Dragon Dragon Age has been on. Not that, not the Bard Songs album, but. Oh, okay. Sorry. Did I say Dragon Age four? Yeah. I feel like you did say Dragon Age before when we were talking. No, no, yeah, I mean, earlier. right now. Sorry. Like right now, did I? No, did no, I no you say said Dragon Dra- Quest four. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah, like, am sorry. I losing it? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. So yes, if I didn't, if I didn't say it right the first time, yeah, Delta Rune and Dragon Quest four were new to the show, so. Uh, Thank you for both of those, Geo, for being yeah. original today. Thank you. Um, I, I like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, coming up next, and 
I'll, I'll say this now because our upcoming show order might change a little bit. Uh, I don't know exactly what order they'll be in and there might be some schedule changes, but at the moment, as of this recording, uh, the plan is for the next couple episodes to be uh, musical games. So games that are either some, some kind of overlap with an actual musical or have a musical component to them. Um, and then after that, we're doing either a jazz episode or dragon quest. Uh, in theory, we're doing both, but the order might change. So we'll see. So that's, what's coming up. Uh, if you have any thoughts on what's coming up or this episode or any other thoughts on rhythm encounter, you can reach the show at music at rpgfan.com. You can reach me for anything else, I guess, uh, at Mike at RPGfan.com. Geo, uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? Yeah, you can find me on the Discord server for RPGfan. I'm Geo there. And you can also email me at geo at RPGfan.com. All right. How about you, Audra? Um, email's probably the best way to contact me, Audra B at RPGfan.com. Okay. And Greg. Hi, you can find me, uh, I'm pretty much anywhere as at Greg Delmage. Well, that's pretty easy. It is. All right. If, you know, just Google if, me. If, Oddly, I come yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Even on IMDb and everything. So if you enjoyed Rhythm Encounter, uh, we encourage you to listen to all 108 prior episodes of Rhythm Encounter and no other podcast ever. Um, or, or you can check out RPG Fans' other shows. Uh, we have Random Encounter that posts every other Monday opposite Rhythm Encounter. That talks about uh, you know current things on RPG Fan, whether that's you know news or reviews. Uh, Audra has been on a not small number of times lately, talking about many of the things she's been reviewing. Um, in fact, well, okay, I think by the time this goes up, we'll you and I will have already been on there to talk about coffee talk. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that episode, which is going to be really weird. By the time really this weird. goes up, Audra will have reviewed and played five games. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know which ones she will have reviewed because we're recording this now and she will be starting and finishing and reviewing them by the time this publishes. Two were done during this this, this episode. (laughs) Not even an exaggeration. Um, So yeah, uh, check out Random Encounter and also check out Retro Encounter, which posts uh, every week on RPG Fan. Uh, Every month there is a game journal where people play through an older RPG of some kind. um, And then there's other fun topics that come up in between those so be sure to check out rhythm encounter we are rhythm encounter uh be sure to check out random encounter and retro encounter and again we have 108 other episodes of rhythm encounter as well um if you enjoy our show or any of our shows we would love it if you could review us on apple podcasts google podcasts um make sure to check out rpg fan on social media we're on facebook twitter twitch youtube uh Basically, anywhere we can be, you usually find us at RPGFan.com because someone usually took RPGFan before we got to it, but I'm not bitter. That's okay. And that's it. Um, our last thing today is our bonus track. And Greg, you have our bonus character theme today. Yeah, I always like uh, getting uh, songs from this album out. It's the uh, really awesome OC Remix album, Heavy Troopa is Ready to Launch. It's a... Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars uh, album. And I went with a version of uh, Valentina. Yeah, Valentina's theme that kind of plays when you first arrive up in the the, the Nimbus Land cloud place where, uh, spoilers, Mal is from. And it's, I've always loved that song. Um, 
in its in its like original format, just with uh, it's kind of like a little baroqueish kind of nature, and she's cackling in the background as she has manipulated all these people into thinking she's queen. So uh, I figured yeah, I brought two villainous tracks on. And uh, this version, Castle in the Sky, from that album by Nameless, um, it's a rap that kind of like tells this like journey of the the heroes being kind of dragged down and uh, ready to face this terrible woman. And it's it's neat. It kind of tells a little story in the rap, and it's adds a certain edge to the song that's a lot of fun to listen to. So uh, I hope people like it. I, you know what? I'm a fan of OC Remix, and I think I completely missed this album. So I have not heard this. I don't think I've heard anything on here. So this is a lot of fun. It's an interesting I'm, I'm looking, one. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to li- listening to it. Cause they have two different RPG, uh, Super Mario RPG ones at this point, And I think this one came first, but it's, this one's got three huge discs and like the Gino sub B sides or something like that or whatever. Um, and it's got some like really eclectic stuff on it. There's a lot of like hip hop mashups and rap stuff and some really, really neat songs on there. Oh, very cool. Okay. You said this one's called castle in the sky. The song itself, uh, this version of the theme yeah. is called Castle in the Sky. All right. Well, we are going to close out with Castle in the Sky then. Uh, this is going to be a, a fun closing, I'm sure. So, all right. Cool. Uh, let's go listen to that. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank all of you for being here. And we will see you next time. Shows are broad, legs are strong, but our faces have been long for so long. They wear the pains of many wrongs. The world's been cruel. We don't belong. In this land where dreams are gone, but chains will triumph over throngs of evil pawns. Smash until they're all gone, a day is dawn. Hear the song, it echoes all the way from murky sewers to above the earth. Resounds up in the halls of the castle in the sky. The royal chambers are alive with the hope that heroes rise and take them back as their pride. Sublime and our true might ignite.
nights a whole host of possibilities before our eyes. Each one shines bright like a candle in the night. Our dreams go brilliant and numerous in the midnight sky. As long as we protect them, they will surely never die. In the heavens up high, there's a castle in the sky. See, the problem is I'm not sure anyone here can do a good Geo impression. Otherwise, I'd be like, uh, Greg, just be Geo really quick and introduce this song. I, I haven't talked enough with Geo to, to imitate him yet. Sorry. Isn't that an actor thing? Can't you just like hear him say a few words and you just become him? Is that not how this works? <laughs> uh, not that kind of actor? I don't know. I've heard I've heard you do walking. I guess you probably heard <laughs> Christopher walking a little more than Geo. Yeah, there we you, go. Say, you say unfortunate and like that. That's still my favorite outtake we've ever had on the show. <laughs> I go back and listen to it all the time. Hi, I'm Gio Costello doing Christopher Walken for the entire episode. <laughs> Enjoy it, everybody. <laughs> That's good. <sighs> and then intermittently, I'll just switch it over to Kermit the Frog, and everybody will just be on this episode then. Yay! <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even... That, I don't know. That's going to break people.